how we're doing today. It's a great day to be in the Fifth Ward Wildcast neighborhood. We're here today with another podcast. I'm sitting across from my compadre, my road dog. Who are you, sir? I am the one and only KG. And as Wildcat mentioned, this is another podcast installment brought to you by KG and the Fifth Ward Wildcat. Thank you, as always, for listening. Wildcat. Good thing, sir. HBU women's volleyball lost to Dr. Dakota 3-1. Men's bas- uh, basketball lost to Louisiana Lafayette 73-64. Then they lost in the next game to Nichols State 80-70. They beat, they finally won, uh, beating, uh, Cal State Fullerton 88-83. Women's basketball lost to UTEP 53-82 on the road. TSU Sports men's basketball lost to Michigan State 76-41. Lost to Milwaukee, Wisconsin Milwaukee 73-38. Women's volleyball lost in a swag tournament. Uh, J State 3-0, 3-0 to Grambling 3-2 and Alabama State 3-0. Men's uh, Football lost to uh, UA Pine Bluff uh, 42-6. Women's basketball lost to Air Force 64-54. U of A Sports men's basketball beat Arkansas on the road 87-73. More about that later. Football beat uh, SMU on college game day and remains unbeaten and untied. 37 to 7. More on that later. Women's basketball lost to Georgetown on the road 36-66. More about the women's basketball program at U of H uh, further in the topic. Women's ba- uh, women's volleyball beat Tulane 3-2, then lost to Southern Miss 3-1, and host Rice for the final game of the se- uh, regular season on Wednesday at the Alumni Center. St. Uh, Thomas Men's basketball lost to Lubbock Christian 50-64. to Women's basketball beat Dallas Christian 71-38. to And then also beat Southern, Southern University of New Orleans 83-67. San Jack Sports. Women's basketball, uh, men's basketball beat, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Women's basketball beat Baton Rouge, uh, Community College 70 to 60, then lost to Southern at Shreveport 53 54. Women's volleyball lost to Blaine College at the, uh, uh, lost two games at the, the uh, National Championship at Nationals, NJC Nationals, first to Blaine College 3 1, and then to Western Nebraska Community College 3 1. They finished the season 32 and 5. Rice Sports. Women's Volleyball beat Southern Miss 3-2, then beat Tulane 3-0. Their next game, as I mentioned earlier, is on Wednesday at on the campus of University of Houston. Football won their last home game, which was senior day, beat Tulane 19-7. Women's va- Basketball beat Valpo on the road 54-46, then also beat Chicago State 77-50. Men's Basketball at home on this past weekend beat Maryland Eastern Shores 81-49 and that is the sports for the last for over the weekend and now we're back to KG and his rant and rave how short how high ever on the NBA no no rant or rave we're not even going to talk about the NBA there's just note that I saw moments ago thanks to the wonderful world of Twitter You'll get kicked out of this. 
Apparently, and I guess it's been confirmed, I'm just going to read it, uh, the National Basketball Players Association is withholding licensing fees from the players to pay for David Boyce's and his high-profile law firm to represent them against the owners. The tab is ranging, one report says, $1,220 per hour. Which is now being paid by being paid for by profits the players would otherwise receive from the Jersey trading card and video game sales, or other estimates have the rate being nine sixty per hour. So anywhere between nine sixty per hour to twelve hundred twenty dollars per hour is being paid to the lawyers for the litigation that the uh, players have filed in the courts. And now the Minnesota court, federal court, to get this stuff done, get this stuff resolved, blah, 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 etc. Anyway, who cares? Forget that's my discussion of the NBA. Once they have a resolution and an agreement and start playing basketball games, we'll talk about the games on the court rather than in the courtroom. And this is going to be my final statement on that. Paralympics will be getting a bonus this year. Thanks, all because of the NBA owners and players. Isn't that nice of them? All right. And those same folks, those the paralegals will be getting paid, but the workers and employees that be in the arenas won't be for the same reason. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about uh, the, the, one, one thing I want, I want to say because it's on my brain and, I, and I've done a poor job touting it. The Guy V. Lewis Award. Um, it's going to it's the inaugural award. The award banquet will take place March 27th at the brand new Bayou Event Center. March 27th, that's a Tuesday, 2012. The Gabby Lewis Award goes to the top high school boys player of the year. Coaches, we are still accepting nominations to deadline to nominate a player from your high school team in December 9th. We have a watch list. It's posted on the website, which is GabbyLewisAward.org. O-R-G. You can see the uh, current list of nominees that we've received so far. We'd like to get more, but uh, we will narrow down the watch list to probably 20 players in January, allow fans, media, and coaches to vote for the final 10. And the, the 10 players will be invited to the banquet where the winner will be uh, receive a medallion. It's a very nice medallion, too. It's with uh, Coach Lewis on one side. It kind of looks like it's kind of modeled after the... Uh, Nobel Peace Prize kind of medallions, those kind of things. So go to the Gabby Lewis Award.org website for more information, and I'll continue talking about it uh, throughout the podcast the closer and closer we get to March 27th and the event itself because we are looking for sponsors and partners for tables and et cetera, et cetera, and I'll give more information about how to buy tickets if you want to attend the event, et cetera. Talking about the Cougars. Um, let's talk about football first. Cougars are 11 and 0. They've kind of had problems with SMU's defensive front line in the game on Saturday, but they did enough to win. The defense held their own, only gave up seven points to the Mustangs. Case finally got got the offense rolling, scoring 37 points. They're 11 and 0. They're eighth in the BCS. It's all right there for them. We can we can touch on a few. How do you want to do it? You want to talk about game day and how great the turnout was? Let's start, let's start with that because that was the first thing I noticed when I walked on campus on Saturday morning. It was a good sight to see. Uh, every pretty much everybody's alumni here in town that that has an, a, a chapter was represented. Flags were flowing all over the place. It was good to see. You know, Houston sports fans. Period. College sports fans. Football. Right, we're, we're, we're out in force to get their shot on game day, and even and I saw uh, the White Sox R flag waving, and I made a little 
hater comment on Twitter, you know, how that how that logo get in, get uh, on campus. But they were there for whatever reason. They were there to showcase their school support for Rice, but they're also there on U of H campus, in my opinion, to show their support for U of H and Houston football for the city. So it's, I think it was more city pride, civic pride, so that's how I'm looking at it. I think it was a great event. Kudos to the parents who had their, their son do the Heisman, look like the Heisman Trophy, literally, the Heisman Trophy pose. If you haven't seen that, it's on YouTube. The picture I've got on Facebook, whatever. Heisman Trophy kid, kid is how we, I think we were referring to him. Yeah. He had the little, he did a cougar finger, uh, symbol while he's doing the Heisman pose on the, like a, a mock wooden block. It's like the trophy, so. It was I tell you what, that, now you talk about imagination. With the old helmet, too. With the old yeah, helmet as well. <laughs> it took a lot of imagination by. And he was bronze. He bronze, too, so. <laughs> but it was great. And I was convinced, it's been the dad convincing the, the mom that. Oh, oh okay. without a doubt, yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of paint the kid up this morning. <laughs> He's got some honeydews, I'm sure, coming in exchange for having, having the son dressed like that. And I saw him, I was, I was going into the Rob's, Rob for the football game itself, and he, he he was proud. He had no problem. He looked he looked thrilled to get, for the attention that he he received for that. And he also got a game ball. So yeah, so I mean that's kudos to him and the family for that, getting that done. But Friday, this Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, yeah. eleven o'clock, Tulsa, Oklahoma, U of H, Tulsa, winner gets the Western Division Championship of Conference USA. Yeah. It's all on the line. It's all on the line for the Cougars. The Cougars don't win Friday. They, they have no chance at the BCS Bowl. They don't, won't go. They won't win the conference championship. They won't go to the Liberty Bowl. It's, it's everything is right there for them. So you know. Well, let me say that you know, yeah, because they don't have a chance to win the conference championship. Right. If they don't so win Friday. With that in mind, they will be the third team in the conference. But ranking, that means that the New Orleans Bowl is what sits there for them. Because that's who takes the third team out of, right. out of so the conference. So they can go from the BCS. You and I still going to New Orleans. They can go from, <laughs> go from the BCS to the New Orleans Bowl, you know, rather than the Sugar Bowl to the New Orleans Bowl. Right. That's a big difference in a lot of things. A lot of money and prestige and notoriety. Oh, yeah. All kinds of things. So it's all on, on the line for Coach Sumlin and the Cougars and to get things again, done. And once again, let's, let's just be honest. You and I are on the same mind frame. Just get me to the bowl game, and we find out what we made up. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing this, this, these folks. This, this, if you are a, lo- a lover of, of college football, college sports, you have to at least find out what you made up. Because you get this, 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 the program now, all sports are getting ready to move into a conference that's totally different from the environment you, you've been around all your life. So you need to know where you stand and all before you leave. And the point is, just to say it like this, if the Cougars can't beat Tulsa, then there's no need of us talking about running from Alabama or LSU or or who you don't want to see in a BCS matchup. So let's, the Cougars take care of business, beat Tulsa. It's, it's, I expect it to be a hell of a game. Uh, I'm, obviously, I'm picking the Cougars to win the game because I'm, I'm a homer and I love my school, but I think they're going to do just enough to win the ball game, you know, if it means Case having to lead him to a game-winning drive last five minutes, so be it. So he'll find a way to get it done. 
And I think I think Samuel Brown, the defense, Samuel Brown was received national recognition for his stellar performance versus SMU. Uh, won the national award on Monday. I think he's a playmaker on defense. I think they're going to just find a way to get it done and beat Tulsa. I heard in radio on Monday that the fans at Tulsa are saying, or the alum students, media, whatever, are saying this is the biggest football game in the history of the Tulsa program. You know, this late in the year coming in, a top ten team coming in, conference championship, division championships on the line. Are they going to be fired up? Fine, bring it. Cougars, I'm still picking Cougars winning the ball game. It won't be easy. No, don't get me wrong. It's not going to be easy. But I'm picking the Cougars winning the ball game. And they do that. Then they'll host the conference championship game the following week versus Southern Miss here at, at Robinson Stadium. And I expect a sold-out crowd. But first things first, take care of business on Friday. Friday morning is going to be, you know, a wake-up call. And I'm kind of curious to see how, it's going, how the team, I guess the team's going to leave tomorrow. Because I can't imagine find up there on Thanksgiving, but you know who knows. I mean, I know. Well, it's, from what I, I'm understanding, they're supposed to do dinner at uh, in, in Tulsa on on Thursday. So, so yeah, uh, because of the earliness mm-hmm. of the of the game, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they react playing a game that early in the morning. Right. Uh, because now you your 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 body clock will totally change. Because at 11 o'clock, that means you basically will be a, a, a long be going off at 5. Because you got to get up right. Mm-hmm. The, all the game preparation, all the, all the tape and everything like that, your your pregame meal, all those kind of things are all out of whack. My biggest disappointment, I guess, is, and no knock on the uh, network, it is, it's going to be on Fox Sports, uh, 11 o'clock. Uh, they couldn't change it to prime time. We moved the game to 7 o'clock. You would hope. You know, because uh, uh, this game was allotted for 11 o'clock almost from the beginning of the season. Right. Whereas the game against SMU, they announced that game time almost two weeks ago. So, right. you know. It changed, it changed it because of that. So, I would have hoped that they would have changed. This, I mean, this is a conference championship. This is a whole lot is riding on the line for both programs, Tulsa and U of H. So, I would have thought they would have changed the time from 11 to 7 p.m. and evening, 6 o'clock, whatever, in the evening time, get more ratings, get more interest, etc. But that that wasn't the case. So 11 o'clock on Friday, Cougars are going for um, the Western Division Championship because both teams are undefeated in the Western Division of Conference USA. Now, with that in mind, that case being resolved just between two teams, the East Division is pretty much jumbled up right now. Right. Uh, depending on what happens this weekend, Marshall could end up being the, the opponent. That's true, because Southern Miss lost to uh, uh, UAB or something like that. Yeah. Which UAB, my goodness. But anyway, <laughs> how I digress. 34, 31, whatever. And East Carolina plays Marshall this weekend. So the matchup, because uh, Southern Miss, I think, is outside the conference this year. I mean, this week, weekend of play. No, they played Memphis. I'm sorry. Well, like, same thing. I mean, that is, I mean you know, still, Memphis still is horrible at football, so in case you don't know, listeners. If, if by chance, they sort of miss slips of again two weeks in a row. Marshall comes back this way because they've already been here twice. Right. And they play Tulsa and they play UMA. So it could be ugly. It could be an ugly conference championship game. 
Literally. True. That, you know, so we shall see, because I sure, I did not think Southern Miss would would lose last weekend. Of course, almost last weekend before. Right. But uh, to UCF. So we'll see, I think. I don't know if they're struggling defensively or, or what problems they're having, but enough about them. Let's talk about the Houston area teams. Shift gear and talk about the U of H basketball men's side, the good side. They had a good win on the road Friday versus Arkansas. Yes, Arkansas was without the best post player. But uh, still Arkansas at home. Exactly. It's still, a lot of people don't go there and win. And it's still a good win. So, uh, you know, Landis Harris was named player of the week for his 19-point performance against uh, the Razorbacks, you know, going home for him. So he played well, and Kirk Van Slyke came off the bench and and scored. Kirk Van Slyke was, excuse me, Kirk Van Slyke had 19 points. Lance had 18 points. What's including a, a what, put-back dunk that was named the number one uh, top ten play on ESPN for that Friday. For Vance Like? Yeah. Confidence. And it's funny you ask, you mentioned that. That's one of the questions that I'm supposed to answer on uh, my TV performance. Uh, what's the score with Slisters? I'm going to be leaving to do shortly. Uh, but what's the score is a, is a program on HCC. And it, I'll, once I get the uh, links to it and the video of it, I'll post it on my website, HoustonRoundBarView.com, as well as my Facebook. And I'm sure that the guys at What's the Score will also have it on their Twitter feed as well. That's one of the questions that, that I'm going to discuss. So, but, uh, you know, basically it's confidence. Kirk Van like him. He's bigger and stronger. But uh, he just seems much more sh- sure of himself now. And I think that's a testament to Kirk and the coaching staff. You know, Coach Dickey and the guys are... Um, you know, helping him develop his game. I, they believe in him. I'm not saying the coach Pennant and the previous staff didn't, but I think they'll use him a little bit differently. I, and I think they're demanding more from Kirk, and they have high expectations of Kirk, and he's delivering. You know, the Cougars played Tuesday night versus Oakland at home. It's a chance to go to 4 0. So I think you know, that should be a game. It's a game is part of a doubleheader with the women's team. These ladies play Old Roberts at 5 o'clock. And let's, let me go ahead and get it out of the way right now. Um, <coughs> Friday, we discussed in the podcast that the Cougars were going on the road to play Georgetown Saturday. Wildcat gave the score. The final score was 66-36. Halftime score was 39-9. to Yes, that's what I said. Listen, 39-9. to But there are, Don't I'm, learning, I'm learning more and more Don't info about it. Um, one of the young ladies, one of the players for the Cougars, Tasha Tubbs, who I, I think everybody will, Associated with the team, was expecting to be a scoring threat, consistent score, reliable score this year for the Cougars. Well, she tore ACL in the first half versus the Hoyas, so she's most likely done for the year. Second half, uh, while I'm at the football game, ironically, I get word the news wires that the Cougars' best player, Porsche Landry, bang heads with one of the uh, Hoya players and uh, laid on the floor for a while and was taken to the hospital for precaution, precautionary measures. So I don't expect Porsche Landry, definitely she's not going to play tonight. I don't expect her to play for a while. She's got to be medically cleared. So who knows how long that's going to be. And I'm not being a doctor, but if there's a chance that she's, not, she's unable to play the rest of this season, then the Cougars are just in, in more trouble than they were with a healthy Porsche Landry, because they're going to be bad this year anyway with her. So 
we'll see how things go. But Tuesday night, 5 o'clock, UH women play Oral Roberts. This Friday and Saturday is the inaugural David Jones Memorial Classic, which is named for Sandy Jones' father, Coach Jones, who was assistant coach of UH for years. He passed away oh, a few years ago. And so this is one way, this Memorial Classic is a way Coach Buchanan is uh, giving back and recognizing what Coach Jones meant to the program for his time here. So that doubleheader is Friday and Saturday. And uh, the HPU women also have a doubleheader that they're hosting you know, at Sharp Gym. One of those games right. I think is going to be playing uh, Texas Southern. And, and it's other teams involved is uh, Vermont, uh, Texas Southern, uh, and Texas A&M uh, Corpus Christi. Of the three teams that will be playing uh, this weekend. It'll be a double hitter both days, Friday and Saturday. First game starts at 5.30. The other, second game starts, uh, at, uh, the schedule, scheduled to start around, between, uh, around 7.15. Uh, folks, uh, it'll be interesting how they will, that team will, will be this year's second year under, uh, Coach Mary Gleason. Uh, it'll be, they are in transition with recruits and all, but, uh, the, uh, kid, uh, Green, if, let me pronounce this correctly. Greenhold, um, she is a is, is developing into a nice little player early on. Now, whether she will get help and all from post play, uh, they've got one kid that's still not. Uh, is still recovering from a knee injury, still wearing, uh, and she's wearing a heavy brace. So when she, I guess, once she gets to a light brace, uh, with, more, with a little bit more uh, mobility. Things will probably pick up because he's a post player. Good. That's that to me. That's that's good to hear. And you know, Coach Gleason. Matter of fact, when I get done here, I'm headed over to HBU to find out. You know, to see uh, see how that uh, went. But also speaking of HBU, on yesterday they made the big announcement and all that they're moving into the Southern Conference, which has has been already been touted. Uh, and they've been starting football in a few years as well, uh, because of it. Uh, because of it. And once. They move into that conference. That will help them as far as picking up new recruits. Um, I talked to the softball coach on yesterday. I'm supposed to talk to her in person today, but she because she was out doing chores and all yesterday when I called her on the phone. But uh, basically, she said one thing that will help more than anything else is the nearby. Uh, uh, schools. Oh yeah. And as far as recruiting, Texas, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she'll be able to pick up those, recru- those softball recruits now also out of the state of Mississippi because of the the, uh, the Louisiana schools. So things, are, people, you know, programs on the move here, uh, and it, it, it'll be interesting, you know, how it all lands, you know, settles down. Just wait, right now, we're just waiting on U of H and. KG's Cougars and all to find out what the heck they going to do and all this. Well, officially, they're dragging it yeah. with the paperwork and, and everything. You know, the Big East is, it's going to happen. It's just a question of uh, BYU and Boise joining. And once everything is, you know, dies, died and teased across, that will happen. The Cougars will be in the Big East. Um, however, with the proposals going around about the new BCS, whatever they decide to do and get rid of the bowl affiliation, the bowl tie-ins. For years from now, I'm not sure if it is going to benefit the Cougars being in, in the Big East if, though, if the conference automatic qualifiers are removed or if they change or whatever. So that's still up in there. That's still, that's still a question to be answered. Um, regarding the David Jones Memorial Classic, the Cougars play Yale on Friday at uh, roughly 7, 7.30. And then... 
and I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure what they're going to healthy-wise, who's going to be in the game. So, and then Saturday they play McNeese State about 4 o'clock. So, if they were healthy, if Port Landry was going to play, those are probably the games that they could win. With her not playing, and I'm assuming that she doesn't play this week, who knows? I'm going to say they're going to lose. I didn't give the win total prediction for them this year before the season started, but I didn't think it. But then you did. You did, you did perceive them to have ideally, ideally double digits, yes. low double digits. I, ideally, I, I hope that they could max out, max out at eight and eight in the conference. I didn't think that was going to happen, but that was my. If everything went right, they could max out at eight and eight in, in conference USA. Everything is not happen. Everything obviously is not going right already. So forget that eight and eight prediction. So. Who knows? They, they may be lucky. They may top out at eight wins <laughs> overall. Yeah, yeah. This will which will be, be a, a big, big fall off from last year's trip to the NCAA tournament and college USA regular season championship. But that's all right because the, the recruits they got coming in next year, this will just be a blip on the radar, and they can you know move forward with Jessica Palmer and the Gilbert twins and Marsha Emerson and Alicia Smith and Bianca Winslow. Those ladies will. Those two ladies probably help the team right now this year, but that's neither here nor there. All right, let's just talk about a few more things here in the podcast, the KT and the Fifth Wildcat podcast. Uh, as you mentioned, UH men host Oakland tonight. The Rice Owls host Florida A&M, which will be another, I think, butt whooping for Coach Braun and the fellas who are playing well. The three and zero in over uh, in the season right now before they head to South Padre for games uh, this weekend. Right. The Owls Sunday scored 81 points, as you mentioned, versus Maryland Eastern Shore. And with no hit. With no, the leading score came off the bench. Omar Robbie scored 17 points in eight minutes. Let me say that again for you, listeners. Seven foot two, 265 pounds. Omar Arabi scored 17 points in eight minutes. He was five of seven from the field, seven of eight from the free throw line in the second half. The game was already pretty much done, right? but Omar scored 17 points in a total of 8 minutes. He came off the bench. To show you how deep the Isles appear to be this year, the previous game, Tamir Jackson scored 29 points, his career high versus Chicago State. Sunday versus Maryland Easter Shore, Tamir scored 1 point, and yet the Isles still scored 81 points. Aslan Kazemi, the Isles' best player, all conference preseason. I don't think Omar... Arslan is averaging 14 points this year. I think he's scored average 10 points a game first three games this eight season. Eight shots total. Eight and yet the Owls are averaging 80 points a game. So this shows you how they have depth. Now you can question the level of competition. I have some questions of that myself. But seeing the Owls play on the court and what I've seen, this is going to be a, this should be a good team this year because of their, their talent, more importantly, and their quality depth and once Conference USA starts, I expect them to do well. I expect them to compete. I expect them to win ball games. And I'm telling you, I'm telling the listeners, when Rice and U of H play in February and March, it's going to be home and home, get your tickets. Trust me, get your tickets because you will be impressed by what you see from both teams. February 8th, 7 p.m., U of H men versus Rice. That's a Wednesday. March 3rd is a Saturday. 
Rice versus U of H. Get your tickets for those two games especially, but even the other conference games involving Rice and U of H at home. The team, both teams are playing well. Both teams are playing exciting ball. They're running up and down the floor, scoring in transition. They have balance. Both teams have balance as well. Yeah. So, if the Rockets are playing, hell, even the Rockets are playing. <laughs> Go see the Rice South and U of H Cougars men's basketball teams play this year. I tell you, it's, it's speaking of uh, uh, the, the, the local teams, TSU is another sp- uh, squad that you should go out and check out this year. Especially they, in SWAC play. Okay, because no knock, apparently, no knock on Eastern Michigan, but the Tigers, Coach Harvey's Tigers, played Michigan State after they beat Eastern Michigan, and they got bazookered. Okay? And, and then they played Wisconsin-Milwaukee, as you mentioned in the score update, and they got bazookered yeah. by 35 points. And that's still a different level of play. So I think, I mean, Tigers will pick fourth in SWAC. They have a young team, a lot of newcomers, but I think they have talent as well. And I think they once they buy in a Coach Harvey system, they can get things done in the swag. I like his expression. A lot of guys want to run up and down the floor, but you don't realize that entails work. And, and in order to run up down the floor and score a transition, you got to play defense. That's right. Defense rebound. So that's part of the thing. It's very hard to run when you pull the ball from the hoop. Right. So once the fellas figure it out, the Tigers should be uh, successful in swag play. Right. On the men's side, I'm not still too convinced about the Lady Tigers no, on, the, on, the, on, the, on that it's side. It's going to be a nightmare. But, um, I mean, that's how things are going. Unless you want to talk about how can folks find you as well, sir? While we're uh, we, you can find me at www.kingsideview.com. My uh, uh, blog is www.aksvdcsr.blogspot.com. My Twitter is AKSV. And my YouTube channel is AKSVDCSR. And we'll touch on it. women's basketball, kind of national. Because, I mean, it involves the defending champion Aggies, who are undefeated at 4-0. Um, they're going to the Bahamas this week for the Junkanoo Jam, uh, the first Victim, <clears throat> excuse me, opponent is Temple. The Aggies are four and zero. Temple is two and two. They play uh, this Friday on the twenty fifth. That'll be a win. Uh, the Aggies are rolling. Their biggest quest, Coach Blair, got a six hundredth victory on uh, this on Sunday of Mississippi State. An SEC opponent game wasn't even close. Uh, Aggies, I think the Aggies won by 45, 40 points. On you know, the Aggies' biggest question will be point guard play. Anything they get from Adrian Pratchett, young point guard, as long as she runs the offense, limits her turnovers, they'll be right back in the thick of things for a, a trip to the Final Four in Denver. Mm-hmm. That's, I think you and I both expect that, and we'll see how things go. Now, I saw Baylor, number one Baylor, played number two Notre Dame on Sunday. Brittany Grinder scored 32 points, had 14 rebounds. Odyssey Sims had 25 points, point guard for the Lady Bears. Baylor is Brittany Griner was making turnaround jumpers. She developed a, a jump hook. In Brittany's low post game existence, she maintained position on the block better. She's gotten stronger. If she continues to develop a low post game and a jump hook, you can't stop her. 
I mean, she, was, she passed out of double teams better than she did last year. Clearly, it's early in the season, it's just November. Right. But if she continues to improve, it's going to be really, really difficult to beat them because if you choose to double team, double down on her, and she kicks it out, it's up to Lady Bears to make the threes. We'll say that's still going to be a question throughout the season. But if you, for some reason, opt to play one on one, try at your own peril. Remember now what she said on, on media day. She knows. She now understands the difference between work and playing basketball. When you step out on the floor, all that funny, funny games and all is all over with. It's, it's about taking care of business. It's about going to work. And I think that was the biggest thing that I got from from media day that she learned this summer with Team USA. That basketball can be your friend. Or can be your biggest enemy if you don't look at it correctly. Agreed. I think, and I think you hit it right on the button that she would definitely be the improvement. And if and when if Baylor decides to make the run and go all the way with this wire to wire, she will be the reason behind it. And they will have a test. Lady Bears they play at Tennessee in Knoxville on November twenty seventh. And then December the eighteenth in Waco, seven PM Gino Oriema and his squad come to Waco to, to do battle. And UConn may be number two in the country by then because I don't think Baylor will lose to Tennessee on, on Sunday. Um, so it's big-time basketball, big-girl basketball compared to some of the stuff that we deal with here in the, in the area, oh, in the city of Houston. But, uh, don't know. <laughs> you know, and moving down, taking a step backwards, the Lady Panthers are in uh, in a tournament this week. They're playing Michigan. On Thanksgiving And in the Virgin Islands So Good luck to them They play Michigan on Thursday Marquette on Friday So good luck to them I'm not sure Because they They played uh, And finished out the tournament Versus Washington State On Saturday Marquette They played Miami uh, Last week didn't they And you were tired of them Saying it would be a test for them sir and the final score was, what was the final score? Like 107 to 28, something like that, something. <laughs> the halftime score was 60 to 6, something like that. Because we didn't touch on that in the Fighters podcast. We touched on different things, right. including the, yeah. the plane crash and everything. But Coach Toyota Wilson's squad is young. I think definitely they got their eyes open yeah. by big time women's basketball versus Miami. So we'll see how they do this week in the Virgin Islands. I wish them good luck. And... Um, Going to get a trip out of it. We'll see how things go. Enjoy it, but also learn from it and use it as a learning experience and as work. Don't just look at it as don't treat it as a vacation. Treat it as work on the court. Now, once you're not playing, you can go do what you want to do, but try to get things done and get better on the basketball court. Right. Anything else you want to say as we wrap it up here, sir? No, I'm trying to figure out. Uh... Oh, um, the rights of our women. Host Alcorn State on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Right. And to the field house, that should be, be a beat down. As long as I'll get the ball to Jessica Custer and let her do her thing, that shouldn't be a problem. You know, and she's developing now. Her game is starting to starting to move to another level. Also, she's starting to learn some things and figure some things out. Uh, she, the last two games, the last two games, which were wins on the road, uh, it'll be interesting what they look, you know, the mentality of the squad when they get back, get back here wins. Even though it's Alcorn. And it's another swag school. It's how they deal with the level of play and not play down to it instead of playing up and above it. Agreed. And and one of the things that the Owls, I mean, basketball is, is not that complicated. 
that's okay. Get the ball to your star and let him or her dictate how things go. If they're being double teamed, they pass it out, knock down shots. If they got one-on-one coverage, get it to them in the post, let them go to work. Get the ball to Custer and let her do her things. Because our struggle, most of the time our struggle on offense is when the ball does not touch our hands. You know, when I, the game against Preview, you know what I thought about? Final four, Louisville, Oklahoma. And the guards forgot the biggest person out on the floor was standing in front of and they, they went through a four-minute stretch and she never touched the ball. Not a rebound or anything. Taking shots. You're talking about Courtney Paris. Yes. Who was, who was the dominant player when college basketball, except in that game against Louisville. They didn't give it a ball. They didn't give it a ball. And they lost. And they lost. <laughs> so let's not overthink things. So and, and, we'll, and coach, and we'll the be first, there tomorrow the to see what's like. A, I remember that was the first word of Coach Cole's mouth was, for whatever reason, we forgot we had the biggest person out on the floor standing in front of us, and we forgot to give her the ball over four minutes straight. I was like, well, that's the game. Yep. So, once again, how can folks find you, sir? You can find me at www.kingsideview.com. Matter of fact, the paper is in the process of being put to bed and being printed, and it will be out uh, by the holidays. Hopefully, uh, once it gets out of the printer's hands, uh, we'll be out and about making deliveries, but you will be able to find us online at www.kingsideview.com. My blog is www.aksvcsr.blogspot.com. My Twitter is aksvcsr. YouTube is aksvcsr. And I'm KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. My website is www.houstonroundballreview.com. I'm also on, have a YouTube channel. It's Houston Round Ball. I'm also on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. I have a Houston Round Ball Review Facebook fan page where I um, more and more I'm doing game updates on the fan page which is linked to Twitter so either way you should become a fan of, of the fan page if you like the fan page you can follow games uh, where I'm at and see where I'm at see my comments about some of the games via the fan page or via Twitter your choice but as always thank you very much for listening from uh, the Wildcat and myself happy holidays happy Thanksgiving to uh, all the listeners um We'll do it again. Not sure. I, I doubt we'll do another one this week because of the holiday situation. Another podcast. So, go Cougars. Good luck to the fellas on, on Friday in Tulsa. And in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more. <laughs>